Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast. This is a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 77. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through this podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding throughout society of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Now, be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at the website, journeytograteful.com. And if you like what you hear on the show, please share an episode on the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are on. Now, lately, I've been thinking about how grief shows up in my life and others I know who are dealing with grief. And I've been a bit more aware about how I allow my grief to present to others. I'm not quite sure why. I suspect it has something to do with the approaching third anniversary of my wife Colleen's passing. It seems to be both a short period of time and a surprisingly long period of time all at once. I've also been discussing with my bereavement groups about taking steps to move forward in our prospective losses, and I begin to wonder how we, as humans, as a society in general, truly see grief and what that phrase really means. So I'd like us to examine that today. Like a master's painting, grief can become something different for everyone who sees it, who witnesses it. And certainly, it is just as diverse for everyone who actually experiences it. But have you ever considered how you see grief yourself? It may sound like an odd question, but it's more than reasonable, because it also speaks directly to how you walk with grief, how you help with grief, and how you champion grief. Now, I've always believed that grief and your view of it is very dependent upon how close your experience with grief has been. If you envision your life as concentric circles, you are in the middle, your family in the very first circle outside of that middle circle, extended family and very good friends just outside of that other circle, distant family represented by the next circle, and so on. So if you have been fortunate never to experience anyone passing who is close to you, then that experience, or lack thereof, will affect you and how you view grief. And also affect what you believe about grief, which is dependent upon your experiences as well as what you've been taught throughout your life. Now, on the contrary, if you have experienced losing someone who is very close to you, inside your inner circles, part of your everyday life, so to speak, a close friend or close family member, then how you see grief will certainly be from a very different perspective. But as with anything in life, your appreciation of something you never have witnessed, touched, or personally experienced can be taught. It can be learned. 
And that is what I'm stressing here in this episode. I'm asking you to examine how you see grief so that you can question if you see it appropriately, if you see it fully for what it truly is, if you understand the difference between actual, real aspects of grief or the myths associated with grief, the fallacies you may have been taught over the years. Moreover, when you know a person in your circle who has lost someone, do you see their grief? Or do you bypass it as if it were a crack in the wall that you've passed by day after day, no longer noticing it? Especially as time goes by, the months, maybe even years, how do you see their grief? Are you even aware that they are, indeed, grieving still? It's very much still present and a part of their life. Instead of walking by someone who you know is living with grief, can you find the time to stop, to talk with them, and to be there for them as you may have been earlier in their grief? Now, besides my belief that it is important to see the grief of those around you in a more accurate manner, it's time to consider how you actually experience grief yourself. Now, whether you have direct experience with close personal loss or a more distant, I didn't know them very well kind of loss, take a moment to reflect on how you see and experience grief when you yourself are in the midst of it. What does that look like? And perhaps more importantly, what does it feel like? How does it change you? And how do you feel about that change? In my own experience, I've tried not to allow my grief to express itself through anger or frustration, at least not openly, not publicly or with my kids, when I can help it. Bottom line is, it's just not fair to anybody. And if I find myself frustrated to the point of anger, I try to temper it by identifying the things I should be grateful for, taking my focus and channeling it in that manner toward that one thought can help to curb that frustration. It doesn't always work, though. Quite honestly, it, it just doesn't. Sometimes I just don't feel like being grateful at the moment. I'm sure some of you are, who are listening right now maybe shaking your head in agreement, but I still try to consciously stop the frustration from taking off on its own. I've also experienced days where I just feel off or, or weepy or just downright down. Somewhat lost may be a better way of explaining it. And each one of these feelings is valid and a different way that I see grief. I suppose what I'm trying to do here by suggesting that we ask ourselves to examine how we see grief is also asking us all to be more aware of how we experience grief. Are you as aware as I am when it comes to how grief affects us? Or more accurately put, how it potentially changes us? For me, it's my mood, it's my attitude, externally and more accurately, internally. Because now, let's face it, we all have walked through a portion of the day when we put on a brave face and just make it through, right? And although we appreciate friends or family who really want to discuss how we're dealing with things that day or that last week, there are moments when we just might not want to be very truthful, for whatever reason. 
maybe it's too raw. Maybe, maybe we've finally pushed it down where it's finally staying down and we don't want to risk allowing it to bubble up just right now. And maybe because we've been dealing with it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we just need a break. Which brings up a good point to share with everyone out there supporting someone through their grief. It's valuable for you to know that your friend is dealing with grief most every minute of every day in some way. If it's not the simple act of thinking about their lost loved one, then it's the uncontrollable thoughts streaming in their head, their very own head, and that becomes an enemy. In my own experience, I find that my mind can bring about the most random yet specific memory. Many times a less pleasant memory of my wife's treatment or hospice, which I'd like to toss aside forever. But there it is, rolling around in my head. For whatever reason, I have no idea. Grief, in fact, is not limited to just the loss, but so much that has led up to that loss. It can also expand to thoughts of the future, or the future that you had planned, and now the future which seems a desolate wasteland laid out before you, without them. It's important to understand how many facets of grief there actually can be, and how deep and complicated its path actually is. To better understand this is to be a better, more effective friend. It can be priceless when you are reaching out to someone you know who is dealing with grief, because it's so easy for us to assume the view of their grief that we have personally is the only aspect of grief that there is. The assumption is easy. Someone passes, and others grieve that passing, and it's done. But we know that reality is far more complicated than that. And grief is not reserved only for the obvious physical loss, but also the emotional vacancy which is left behind. And those damn stubborn random memories, the moments leading up to the loss. And don't forget about the guilt associated with the loss. It's all very real, with a very wide range of effect, as some will be struck by their guilt more than others, depending upon each circumstances. So I'd like to bring the conversation back to the original question. How do you see grief? I'm hoping you may now approach that question a bit differently than when we began this episode. I hope you will better understand the complexities layered within the answer to that question, and more easily allow your thoughts to scan all the possibilities of someone's current grief state. I hope we can begin to see grief a bit differently and a bit more accurately as well, all the while better understanding the external cues we may receive from our friend or our family member, and maybe, just maybe, we can all become better at empathizing with their grief instead of silently thinking, aren't they over it yet? I truly hope we can now take action and invite them to coffee or a conversation, dinner and a movie, or maybe a local event and begin to see their grief differently.
Thank you for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm very thankful that you are here each and every week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I possibly can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels, request to become a guest on the podcast, or suggest to contribute your own story through our blog. Now, while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And also, I invite you to connect with me via email directly at tim at journeytograteful.com. And more importantly, give me a call, leave me a voicemail, and share your story with your personal struggles or successes. Call me 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. Or if you'd rather not leave a voicemail, simply text anything at that number, and I will respond promptly. Now remember, if you like this show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show. It does go a very long way for the podcast to get in front of the people who need this type of support. You can go over to journeytograteful.com and choose the leave a review button on the homepage or on the podcast page. And lastly, if you are searching for a more effective way to walk this path with your grief and find a way forward, I invite you to consider engaging with me in my experience-based grief coaching. Whether you appreciate the benefits of a bereavement group, but don't want to wait until next month before you can actually communicate what's going on with you, or you'd like to try a one-on-one coaching option directly with me, you can learn more at journeythroughgriefcoaching.com. That's journeythroughgriefcoaching.com. I encourage you to engage today in a month-to-month experience-based grief coaching which provides you support when you need it. Through an easy-to-use app, your access to the group or myself is virtually 24-7. No more waiting until next month's bereavement group. Again, you can learn more at journeythroughgriefcoaching.com or click the grief coaching link at journeytograteful.com and discover if this is something that could be beneficial for you. So today I asked, how do you see grief? And I explained why it's an important question for those who are supporting someone in grief or for yourself if you are on your path with grief. To be aware of how we see grief is to be better in touch with grief as we try to move forward with grief. To help emphasize the many different aspects and thoughts we endure when we are on our path with grief, I discovered a quote by Nicholas Sparks, which provides an honest look into the depth of sorrow and what goes on in our own minds. Without you in my arms, I feel an emptiness in my soul. I find myself searching the crowds for your face. I know it's an impossibility, but I cannot help myself. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.